It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is that time once again for Here's to Your Health, where we chat with Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Green Memorial Hospital Rural Health Clinics of Green County. Maybe I should say that. But first of all, uh, Dr. Sherritt, thanks so much for, as always, taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. We really appreciate it. Good morning, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, as we uh, look at the uh, latest with the coronavirus, uh, a lot of talk these days uh, surrounding it is uh, the uh, rising case numbers. But one positive that we're seeing at the moment is uh, the uh, the number of deaths going down. Now, uh, I've kind of seen this explained a couple of ways. Uh, one is is that the numbers when it comes to death. Uh, lag case numbers by at least two to three weeks. Uh, but I guess one positive is we're learning to treat better as well. Uh, where do you kind of weigh in on this? Well, you know, it is interesting to look at the numbers, and the numbers certainly are rising and continuing to rise. And in some parts of the country, fortunately not in this general area, but certainly in uh, Texas and Arizona right now are kind of leading the way. Florida and California and Alabama and some of those southern states and ironically states where the temperatures may be the highest and kind of against our conventional wisdom we were hoping the virus would slow down than the heat it doesn't appear to be doing that those states have a much higher rate of infection uh, some of them even I've heard some reports in a short period of time of up to 25 percent of the cases tested are coming back positive which is just off the charts um the last number I saw here locally is we're here we're still somewhere between four and six percent, and we're below that ten percent threshold. But nonetheless, the numbers are going up. And they're going up here as well. Um, but as you said, the death rate is not rising. You would expect it to rise, kind of at the same rate as the infection rate, if that's you know what was happening. And um, so there is questions about that. And you are exactly right that uh, there is a lag. Uh, deaths do not occur immediately with this virus. They occur due to complications from the virus, pneumonia and uh, uh, adult respiratory distress disease or inflammatory um, respiratory disease is the main cause. And it, as we talked about, that's the result of the immune system. But nonetheless, the deaths can lag by four to six weeks. So there's one camp that feels like that we will see the death rates kind of uh, catch up with the infection rate once um, you know, we give it adequate time. The other explanation is, is right now, the, the biggest rise we're seeing in the infection is in young people. And fortunately, young people do not have the complications as a whole that, that older adults have. And so, you know, we may be seeing uh, that as an explanation as well. And then the third possibility is certainly treatments are getting better uh, with remdesivir and dexamethasone. And then just, you know, even yesterday, Henry Ford uh, uh, medical group released a study result that shows that hydroxychloroquine, we're back to Plaquenil now, that uh, in 2,500 patients that they used it with, uh, it cut the complication rate, the death rate specifically, by more than 50%. So that certainly is significant. So I think, you know, it's probably a combination of all three. There is a lag time for sure. Younger people are not having the complications that uh, older adults and the treatment certainly are getting better. 
Dr. Kevin Sherrod joining us on Real Roots Radio for Here's to Your Health. Uh, we talked about this last week, and, and there have been more and more studies, and, and every one of them basically says the same thing. One of the best ways to prevent the spread, social distancing, washing your hands, and more and more studies show that masks absolutely work. Absolutely, and, uh, you know, it, it's coming down to those basic steps again and again. Uh, hand washing and sanitation, we can't stress the importance of that. Social distancing um, is absolutely critical, and the most controversial is masks, and certainly masks are polarizing. I don't like them. Uh, I know my, most of my patients resent wearing them, Right. and I, I get it. I understand it. However... Even though they're not perfect, the studies are showing more and more, and there's not been any that I've seen so far that have uh, uh, contradicted the idea that they are still uh, the best uh, option we have when we're going to be in public, that they do make a difference. They do slow the spread of the disease and do uh, prevent infections. Uh, They are not perfect, but they certainly are a tool, and they're a tool that needs to be used, and I think we're going to see them use more and more. And I think what I'm seeing every day is even individuals that are initially are against it and they don't like it. I think people are starting to recognize their importance. Dr. Kevin Sherritt uh, joins us on Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital in Green County. Joins us every Tuesday at uh, 930. Uh, Dr. Governor DeWine came out on Thursday uh, talking about the uh, reopening of schools. Uh, Parents will have the option uh, per semester of either allowing their child to attend in class session or attend remotely. Uh, That'll be a a, a choice left up to the parents in in most school districts. Uh, When we talk about uh, keeping kids safe going back to school, when we talk about keeping teachers safe uh, going back to school, it's a pretty daunting uh, task that we have ahead of us. It is. It really is because this virus is uh, highly contagious. There's not uh, the immunity yet built up to it that uh, that we would like to see. And children, uh, frankly, can pass it, and they can pass it quickly. They can be asymptomatic, and so it, it you know, uh, going back to school here is going to be like walking through a minefield. And we're going to be as careful as we can be. And I, I've talked to several of the local school leaders and they are diligent they are concerned they realize and recognize the uh, challenges ahead of them Uh, i believe all the schools uh, now have policies in place and i can't speak specifically you know to each policy each school because frankly i don't know the policies that i do know basically come down to all staff members uh, uh, taking every precaution they can those things that we talked about sanitation social distancing masks I think it's going to be somewhat optional for students, especially the young kids, about wearing masks. Older children are going to be encouraged to wear masks. And then I think the schools all have policies or a threshold that if there's a certain level of virus activity in the system and in the building or classroom, that, uh, you know, then they're, they're going to go into quarantine situations where they actually, you know, will revert back to uh, all virtual uh, classrooms. So. You know, some of the numbers I've heard, um, I've heard the one school system uh, is going to have a policy that three positive cases in a building will shut down the building. And uh, if that's the case, and if what we're seeing holds true, I anticipate uh, those policies being activated pretty quickly. And it, it honestly, it's not going to surprise me to see um, some of these schools going to uh, virtual classrooms pretty quickly because the virus is out there. We're seeing it more and more in our community 
and uh, I anticipate we'll see it in the schools as well. Now, I'm curious, did you hear that for a specific district in our area, or is that just something that's kind of being floated? And I know each each district has a different policy, so... Right. Each district has a different policy, and so I've heard that the um, what I've been hearing unofficially, I don't... Uh, right now have any children in school thankfully but uh, <laughs> what i'm hearing what i'm hearing from parents and school officials is that uh, the policies basically has that that basic uh, structure i would uh, just tell everybody to check with their local district and find out what their specific uh, policies are but i know that they have uh, the policies built in place that if there is active cases that they are going to act pretty quickly to uh, try to mitigate the spread by going to a virtual classroom situation. And when we talk about uh, schools and when we talk about sports, uh, you know, playing football, uh, obviously the most popular sport uh, in the state of Ohio, uh, you have to wonder how are they going to be able to pull that off with cases and, and spread. And, you know, you have guys tackling each other and breathing heavy and in close proximity. You know, it seems like that that's going to be a pretty tough one to pull off. It is. It is. I think they're relying pretty heavily on it being an outdoor activity and outdoor, you know, hopefully that the not being in an enclosed airspace is going to make a difference. And certainly, it, you know, it, it would, it's better outside than inside. But mm-hmm. you're right. You know, these guys are very, very close contact. And, and you know, these these athletes are, are breathing heavy and they're moving a lot of air and they're expelling a lot of air. And this is a viral, you know, this is an airborne virus. And so, you know, Common sense tells us and tells me that we're going to see, you know, outbreaks, uh, you know, on the football fields as well. Now, having said that, I'm not predicting it. I'm not wishing for it. I hope for nothing but the best and and hope that we do not see, you know, this being being spread in these kinds of situations. But the science aspect of it tells me that uh, that we'll we'll be facing this here in the weeks ahead yeah no doubt about that dr kevin shared our guest on real roots radio which uh, that brings us to treatments uh you, you talked a little about uh, the uh, the one that the president has been uh, very highly praising um i saw something uh, yesterday about a, a treatment uh, going into phase three uh of the studies i think this was an antibody treatment uh, kind of they call these cocktails basically for lack of a better term about uh, combining a bunch of medicines to try to uh, prevent uh, to uh, heal and um, we need all the help we can get at this point. Have you heard about that one as well that just went into the stage three? Yes, I've, I've been hearing about several treatments that have been, uh, as you said, cocktails or mixtures of anti-inflammatory drugs and some of them are very surprising. I, I read a study early this morning on colchicine, which is an anti-inflammatory medicine that we use for gout primarily, but it suppresses the immune system. And again, there's no cure for this virus. There never will be a cure for the virus. You know that the old saying is there's no cure for the common cold still holds true. There's no cure for the common cold. There's no cure for coronavirus. There never will be a cure for coronavirus. What we're left with is we're left with treating the symptoms. We're left with treating our immune system. The people that die from this virus is because their immune systems turn on and won't turn off and their immune systems attack their own healthy tissue and primarily in the lungs and so all of the treatments are are focused on blocking that immune system blocking the antibody you know with an antibody to to uh, block with anti-inflammatories and and mostly with medicines that stop the immune response and so they're looking at several different combinations and several of them are promising and like i said 
you know, with the chloroquine study that came out yesterday, anytime you can reduce complications and death by 50%, that's very significant. Dr. Kevin Sherrod has been our guest on Real Roots Radio. Here's to your health. Comes your way every Monday or every Tuesday at 930 on the Get Up and Go show on Real Roots Radio. Doc, we always appreciate the information. Uh, I'm sure we'll be revisiting coronavirus next Tuesday at 930. But until then, thanks so much as always. Thanks, Roy. Have a great week. You too. There's Dr. Kevin Sherrod on Real Roots Radio. Real Roots music for real Americans. Now available at realrootsradio.com or on our free app. We are Real Roots Radio.